Hi, this is Christopher Framberg and I'm one of the pastors in SOS Church Stockholm. We are an international Pentecostal church on Kungsholmen with celebrations in both English and Swedish. Our vision is to be a church that is for all people and to all nations that are living the Book of Acts kind of life in Stockholm and to the ends of the earth. We hope that this week's message will challenge and equip you to live a strong life together with Jesus. the name uh, the word father to you daddy father there are different things that people are thinking about some have a good experience with their father when they grew up they're thinking about a loving daddy a, a caring father that listened to them and he was there for you while you grew up that's not the case for everybody some that hear the word father have a more sad story to tell. Some had maybe a dysfunctional family and because of alcohol or drugs or criminality of different kinds, the father was not, was not there or the father did not do his job being a good father. Some of you maybe don't have a father figure at all while you grew up because maybe you had an absent father of one reason. No matter where, what your background is with the concept of a father, Today, I'm going to talk about God as our Heavenly Father. Because the, uh, a huge key message in the Bible is that, in the Christian faith, is that God explained Himself and revealed Himself as Father God. God the Father. And that's why it's important for us to look into what does that mean? Who is this God? The God who's claiming Himself as a Father. And then for some, it becomes quite difficult because... They hear the word father and they, they are thinking about the father figure when they grew up. And it becomes some uh, chaos in your head. But I want to take some time today and just explain what the, God, and what the Bible means about the father God. A loving, caring father that do anything for you. We are God's children. And he loves you so much. Uh, I read an, an article about a, uh, in, uh, they did a, a study of absent uh, fathers, kids that had absent father or part-wise absent father. And it was about 10,000 kids in this uh, study, personality and social psychology review is where they found it. And it says that there are three things they find as a result of kids growing up without father figures in their life. And the number one thing, what it was more anxiety in their life, more worries and anxiety. Another thing was it was those kids had more problem with aggression and uh, rage in their life. But also, more often, they had a sense of abandonment. They felt that they were abandoned of some of different levels. And also they saw that some of these kids had problem when they grew up to establish long-lasting relationships because of this lack of father figures in their life. So uh, if you look into prisons or institutions, if you see in criminal networks and so on, you see a higher percentage of, of uh, children or people that had absent father when they grew up. They have more likely... Uh, 
percentage to end up in the wrong situations in life. So if you are sitting here, you are a father, just know this, that you are so important. Just your presence in your kid's life will make a change in that kid's life. And you don't have to be a perfect father, but just being there as a father will make a huge, in, a huge difference and an impact in their life. And I think it's important to just say that fathers is so needed in society today. And we need fathers that take time to kiss their kids and play with them and listen to them and be there for them. To, to take time to correct them, take time to explain right and wrong. But also to, to uh, adopt some of the kids' friends to yours. Uh, those that are lacking role models. Together we can help and feel a need that is present in this society. Uh, my, my husband traveled a lot last year and uh, in his work and he was away uh, Tuesday to Thursday every week and uh, he had done that before but this last semester we we saw a difference in our son's behavior or in his life that he was more a little bit more conflict in school he had a little bit more attitude towards me while Samuel was gone and and we, we started, we just, it was not a problem. We just saw a slight difference. We saw it's coming in a different way, something new. And uh, so now when we entered in this spring, we did some changes so he's not traveling as much anymore. And it's so shocking to see it's, everything just shifted. It's just this study, I believe in it 100% because I see the proof in my own family. We didn't need to do any new methods in our uh, upbringing of the kids or just uh, changes in rules and so on in the family for him to have different behavior and things. He just needed a more present dad around and we saw a huge difference and it's all gone. And in our family, it's not even, it's not even as big as a problem. We just saw that it was opening up a road and we could close that door just by him being more present. And God, he is a good father. And uh, he is saying to us in First um, John 3 and 1. See what great love the father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that I did not know him. God have adopted us. God is calling us his children. We have a heavenly father. And you know, God is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So I don't know about you girls, but when I grew up, I loved to dress up and pretend I was a princess. Anyone? Anyone did that? And you know what? You are. If you are a believer, if you have God in your life, if you have father God, God call you his beloved daughter, his beloved son, so what you're looking at right now is the pure princess. I know. And all of you are here royalties because you have a father in heaven. And that's not, that's not just any father. That's Father God, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And with that comes authority. I can walk in his name. And I can count on him. And I can have his protection because he is my father. Daddies and parents in the world, they actually, most of the time, do a good job taking care of their kids. If an infant is screaming, you pick it up. 
If a, a, a four-year-old is hungry, you feed it. If someone is sad, you comfort it. Even stupid parents take care of their kids. Even parents that is not perfect actually know more or less how to take care of kids and fill their needs, right? Because in, otherwise the humanity would die for a long time ago. <laughs> so we manage quite well because it's an instinct in us to take care of the children. And in Matthew 7 and 11, it says, If you then, though you are evil... Know how to give good gift to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And it also says uh, in the verse before that if a child is asking for bread, you are not giving him a stone. Or if your children is asking you for fish, you don't give him a snake. And you know, sometimes, and for me, sometimes you're like, why isn't that obvious? Like, why does the Bible tell us that information? Because sometimes we put pictures of how God is. And he want to say to you, if, if a normal dad can understand that if a kid is hungry, you don't make a trick with him and say, ha ha, it's not a bread. I just, I just made a prank on you. It's a stone. Because you don't want to do that to a hungry kid. It doesn't work out. It's like really not. And it's dangerous to give a snake to small children. Especially to eat it. It's not smart. And then we are laughing now, but God won't have a point here. Because if we can give good and smart things to our kids and take care of them, how much more wouldn't the Heavenly Father give you everything that you need in time and take care of you? And the good thing with God is that He knows what you need even before you asked Him. He takes care of you. And guide you and correct you even before it becomes a problem for you. That's how much, how much God loves you. He wants to take care of you. He wants, to, he wants you to trust him to be your dad. In the Bible says that we should honor our, our parents. We should, and that's why I have a picture here of my father, Thomas Hagenfors. And uh, I'm so happy that I grew up with this father because... Uh, he was a good father. He was a good daddy. And uh, his intellect, he's really, really smart. He never stopped going to university classes because, not because he needed more education, because he just thought it was funny to learn. He had a hunger for learning new things all the time. He is very musical. He played piano. He taught me everything with music and how to be on stage. We were out touring, and he made that all happen. He's also so much into adventure. He grew up when he was um, uh, in his 20s, uh, during the 70s. He was out uh, touring in, in Europe with a guitar and he was hitchhiking throughout Europe. And he had no money with him. He only had his guitar. He was standing in the street corner singing, got some money. And then he just moved on and took the day by the day. And I grew up hearing those stories of his adventure. So sometimes when he's telling me, like, should you really go to this in this country in Africa? I'm telling him. Hey, what did you put into me? Like, I heard the stories. This, if you put in this seed in me, I want to have the same stories. It's just a different continent nowadays. It's just... So I have that adventure mindset with him. He's hardworking. He's having a lot of principle. Could be a little bit stubborn sometimes. I inherited that one too. 
But he played so much with us. We had pillow fight in the bed when I grew up. I remember that. And even if he was a hardworking man, when we came and wanted help with our homeworks, I know he stopped everything because I really felt that we were important for him. We were his number one. And he did a lot of things and he had so much to do. But he made me feel that I was important. He had time to listen. And... Uh, he wanted us to succeed, all of us kids. really wanted us to succeed and helped us and guide us and believed in us to say, I grew up with a dad saying, there is nothing that is impossible for you. Anything you want, you can achieve. Just work hard and believe in it and go after it. I will support you. And today, he is super proud of what we do. And, and I'm just happy to, that I grew up with a with a good father, a good example. And me and my husband, we, he have a good father too. And we want to just put back into what we had in our uh, childhood into to our kids. And when I come home to my daddy's house, på Ellens backe i Halsberg, then I don't ring the bell. I just walk in. I'm home. Actually, I will go there. After I'm preaching now, I will go in the car and go to drive the two and a half hours to my mom and dad's house. Because it's a holiday here in Sweden this week. And I, would not, I will not knock the door. And if I'm hungry, I will not ask for approval before I take a sandwich from the refrigerator. Because that's not what kids do. If you come home to a loving mom and dad and a functional family, you feel at home. I don't ask if I can have my foot up in the table when I'm watching the TV. I'm just doing it because I'm home. I relax. This is a free zone. This is my home. But if Dessan or Patricia or Danik will come home and do the same, it will be weird. <laughs> they will be like, who are you? Get out of my house. This is not appropriate. This is not your place. You are a stranger. People, you have a heavenly father. And he's longing for you to just run into his presence and come into his courts, yards, and just spend time with him. And you don't have to be so polite when you come to God. Hello, God. It was a couple of days ago, but here I am. Am I allowed to step into your presence now? No, that's not how it works. You're his child. You're his, he's, he's your daddy. He wants you to spend time with him. When I'm uh, picking up my son after school... The first thing I ask him, so how was your day? And I want to know everything about his day. I want to know who he spent time with. I want to learn, I want to know what he did, what did he learn? And I want to know what he, he was eating and everything. And, and when he say, how was your day? It was good, mom. And I was like, that's not enough answer for me. I'm not satisfied. How was your day? It was good. Because I know that he wanted to move on with his day. So he said, no, it's good, mom. It's good. So tell me what was good. And then, then they start to ask. And sometimes I do understand God. Here he is. Want to love you. Want to take care of you. Want to listen to you. But you are so busy with everything else. And then you want to solve your own problems. And the only thing he needs here is to be like, can I just set up a couple of minutes for you? And I can fix this problem. I can tell you what to do. I can help you. I want to be there for you. And God, the heavenly father, wants you to see him as a daddy. Not a harsh judge somewhere in heaven, far away, that you have to be afraid of someone that is, is a stranger to you. No, that's sometimes what God is accused for. But when we read the word of God, we see that God is nothing like that. He is a loving father, a forgiving father. 
even if you do wrong, even if you do mistakes, I love my kids every day in the week. I love them when they are annoying. I love them even though they do wrong. I love them even if they do mistake. My love doesn't change just because they do bad things or have a bad day. In Romans 8 and 15, it says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. That rather, the spirit you received brought about you adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. You are not longer a slave. Someone that is, have to be afraid of, of the Lord in the house. You're not even a stranger anymore. You are a son. You are allowed to step into the house. You are allowed to come into his presence. You are allowed to talk with him. You are allowed to come to him as you are in the good days and in the bad days. And as I said in the beginning, me and my husband, we have adopted two kids. So I know a lot of things about adoption. And God talks a lot about the concept of adoption in the word of God. Because we were not part of his original plan rescue plan for manhood but he said that he wanted more people to come in to his fellowship again so it's by faith in Jesus Christ that we get adopted into his love it's not just being birthed biological kids that can have parents when me and my husband did the application for adoption for our kids even though we didn't doesn't share a single drop of blood with them they are as much our children as anyone else because whenever we did the paper, whenever we signed the paper, whenever that was done, they got our family name. They got the name Vilkander. They have a Swedish passport. When people look at us, we look different, but we are the same because we belong to the same family. They got our family name and they also got the same legal rights as any biological kid. When the... When the um, the bureaucracy is looking at our kids. They don't see a difference according to the law when it comes to biological kids and adopted kids. And also they will inherit us. Everything we own will belong to them. There is no difference between a son and an adopted son. God wants you to be adopted. He wants to adopt you into his love. And that's so beautiful. And if I can love my kids so much, I can do anything for them. And I have a hard time talking about this without crying or be so much full of love because I love them so much. It's not possible to love them so much that I love my son and daughter. Even though we doesn't share a single drop of blood. How much more can't God love you? Doesn't, it doesn't matter what was your background before. Doesn't matter how it was before. What matters is Will you accept to be adopted by God? And will you allow him to be your heavenly father from this day on? God loves you so much. And what he can give you is way more than adopted earthly parents can do. He's not just offering you um, his name. He offers you love. Unconditional love no matter what happened. This, the kind of love that he died for you even before he knew that you will ever going to accept the love he has for you. He loves you unconditionally every day of the, of the week. Even in, when you do wrong, he loves you so much. He wants to give you comfort when you are sad. When you have days of tears, 
He want to be there for you. I had such a day not long ago when I found sad news and I was stirred in my spirit and a little bit devastated in my soul. And I just, I just sit in the car and I just had a moment with my dad. I put on some worship and I just cried to my dad. And I said, God, I need you. And after a while, I felt encouraged because I was not alone in that car. He comforted me. He was there for me. And then he also wanted to bring to you safety. You don't have to be afraid of the world. If God is for you, who can be against you? God put his protection upon you. He blesses you. He watches after you. He puts his angels around you. You are safe. He can bless you and he can protect you. He also wants to care for you. It says in the Bible that... Look at the birds and look at the flowers. The birds are flying around and they're not afraid or worried about what they will eat during the day. God will take care of them. And look at the flowers. Look how beautiful they are. How powerful and beautiful their colors are. And they live for a day or two in a small time and then they vanish. How much more wouldn't God, the Heavenly Father, care for you? His son and daughter, if he can take care of the birds. If he can take care of if he care for a little flower how much more wouldn't he care for you my princess a prince his son and daughter in his kingdom that's what God want to give you that is who he is the heavenly father he's there to guide you in life he's there to correct you when you do wrong but when God corrects through the Holy Spirit because he sended you a helper to guide you because he couldn't be with you personally but he sent his own spirit that lives inside of you and it says that when we are lacking something we can pray to him for knowledge and he will reveal it for us and he will send a helper that guiding us and correcting us and when God is correcting you it's not harsh and demanding and say I told you you shouldn't listen to me that's not God that's someone else's voice but the Holy Spirit comes with a loving caring father hey how are you? You did wrong. Yes, you did. That was not right. But can we do like this and this? And next time you don't do like this and count on me. There are solutions when the Holy Spirit comes. And there's care. And, and in pleading, being like, don't do that again. You can do better. When the, we have God, we also inherit his name. And I'm telling you, the name of Vilkander, it's a nice name. I like the name. But it doesn't help you. It doesn't have so much power within the name of Vilkander. I can give that to my earthly son. And he can have a Swedish citizenship. But God himself will give you his name. And with the name of Jesus Christ has come an authority that you have the right to use. Why? Because you are the son in his house. You are his children and you have the right to use his name. You are not your old self anymore. You are Julia in Christ. I am Julia in Christ and that's a game changer. I have authority because I belong and I represent a new family. I have a heavenly father and my father, he have power. And if I'm his daughter, he told me I can use that power because we are sharing the same name. I'm coming in his name. I'm not coming in my name. And when I come in his name, it's a huge difference. And also he gives us an inheritance, the heritage of eternal life. That's our goal. That's what he gives us freely for those who believe. Not because of what you did and what you achieved, but because of grace. And it says that all the promises that's in the Bible have its just an amen in him. 
And when we believe in him and we walk on those promises, we will have blessings here and now on earth. We have an inheritance that we can achieve and cash out even here. We have so much benefits of being adopted into God's presence, God's love. We are his children. Don't forget it. And don't be deceived that God is harsh and demanding because he's loving and he is caring. There's a story in the Bible from Luke 15, 11 to 32. And it says about a father who had two sons. And those two sons, uh, one of the sons wanted to take his inheritance in advance. He wanted the money. He cashed it out. He left his family. He traveled far away to another land. And he, he spent it in parties and bought expensive things and That lifestyle was expensive and he didn't have any income. So sooner or later, the money was out. He didn't have anything. He had to take a job as taking care of the pigs, which back then was the lowest of lowest jobs you could possibly, because pigs was unclean animals. To take care of them was really lowest. So he said to himself, "This this is not working. My father's servants have it better than I have. I should go back to him and say, maybe I can be his servant. Because he didn't even expect to become a son again. Because he came back after failure. And he knew he did wrong. And he was hiding first for a long time in the other country. But then he decided to come back to his father in humbleness. And it says in 20 and 24 that the father is seeing the son from a distance. And when he sees him, he runs to him. And that tells us that the father had every day, probably since the son left, was looking after him. Maybe he can come back today. What if he will come back today? What if I can see him again? What if he can, maybe he's not lost forever. Maybe he will come back. And then one day, he had his answer prayed. And he sees the son again. And he runs to him. And he hugs him. And the, the son is saying, forgive me, father. I'm not worthy to call your son anymore. And he says, eh. Don't think about that. My son was dead. My son was lost. But you came back. This is a time to party. This is a time for, for rejoicing. And he told, told his servants to, to slaughter the cow and make a big feast. Because the son who was lost had now come back. The father's love continue to love even though we do failures. The father's love is still there. Loving and caring and, and wondering what happened to my son. And that is God. He wants you to come back to him. He wants you not to hide away, but to run back to him. Then the other son, the big brother, he had some problem and issue with this. But that's another preaching. We talk about that brother another time. A couple of days ago, I had a little argue with, argue with my daughter, four years old. She has a strong will. She's discovering that one. I appreciate it. But sometimes it's a little bit uh, frustrating. And still my job as a parent is to tell her what's right and wrong. And nowadays she really do understand. You come to that age and they do understand when they do right and wrong. So she did something that was not big. So I told her, that's not okay. And she understands. She realized she was testing the limits. She understands. She stepped over the limits. And she sees that mom is correcting. So she is running as fast as she can and hide. In the end of a kitchen behind a... Yeah, some stuff. And I'm like, come on, come, Tilin. I'm not angry with you, but you cannot do that. 
you are not allowed to do that. Come now, let's talk. No, I don't want to. And then we have a discussion there. And, I, and then she said she realized she did wrong. And she said, I'm sorry. I said, okay, now you have said, I'm sorry. You have nothing. You can't come out. I'm not mad at you. Come out. You have to come out from your hiding place. And then she come back, come out. And she see that I mean, I'm real. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not mad. I just want to, after forgiveness, there is nothing in between. She understood and now everything is fine. And then she runs and she hugs me. And she's not letting go. She holds and holds and holds and holds. And the rest of the night, she just want to cuddle and cuddle and cuddle. Because it feels so nice to have peace with mom again. It feels so nice to be in line with, with your mom again. And I want to sing a song for you that is called Run to the Father. Because we sometimes do exactly what my four-year-old are doing. We are running away when we are doing mistakes. But what we need is come to the Father and say, I'm sorry. I know I did wrong. But when you do wrong, remember that He is not after you. He wants, He's for you. And He wants to guide you through so you become better next time. So you, can, so you can avoid that kind of problem next time. And when He come, He's not coming harsh. He's saying, I'm appreciating your forgiveness. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's all about grace. And this song call is called Run to the Father. And I will finish with this. And then we will pray together. I run to the Father. I fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding. No reason to stay. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again and again. I run to the Father, fall into grace. I'm done with the hiding, the reason away. My heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. So I run to the Father again. heavenly father God is not a religion God is not a holy book God is not only a lifetime God is not something you do once a week on Sundays God is a person God is a father and God wants to spend time with you God wants to be with you God wants to be that father telling you how was school how was your day how was your relationship what did you he's interested He's so interested that he counts exactly the numbers of your hair. Why does he do that? To prove that he's a good father. To prove that he loves you so much. So much more than an earthly father possibly could. An earthly father could fail you. Earthly father will probably tell you harsh things that hurt you sometimes. But God 
promise that He's faithful and just and good and caring and He is faithful and you can trust Him and He will never let you down. You have been listening to a podcast from SOS Church Stockholm. If you want to know more about the church or have information about our Bible school and leadership academy, go online to soschurch.se. We hope to see you soon at a celebration here in Stockholm or at one of our daughter's churches in Gothenburg or Malmö. Have a wonderful week.